You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an S&T Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At S&T, it's just what we do. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How we doing? I'm hungry. Well, that's good. There's a Taco Bell at the bottom of the road. Hour number two of the Steelers Blitz here on SNR and ESPN Pittsburgh 970. It is go time. It is show time. This is when we really start to feel it. Final hour of the week, final hour of a Friday, all the fixings on the table. This right here is as close as I'll ever be to knowing what it's like to run out of that tunnel at Akershire Stadium, 70,000 terrible towels awaiting you through the smoke and out onto the tundra. Let's get it cranking up in here. And the way that we kick this off every single week, I think arguably the thing that we do best here on the show, it's a simple concept, but it always delivers. Quite like Novocaine, it's Five Star Friday. What? It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Arthur just gave me the I hate you look. Quite like Novocaine. What is wrong with you, man? I was doing my best Denzel Washington. Right, Remember the Titans impersonation? You, Five star Friday. Like Novocaine, it always delivers. Ay, ay, ay. Matchup number one. So for this first matchup, okay, this delivery like Novocaine today. We're going to talk a little Travis ETN. Obviously, we know former first-round pick went right after Najee Harris. Explosive athlete, might I add you. Um, Their offense, realistically, revolves around him. Trevor is the highlight. Trevor is the guy that gets the praise, but Etienne is what stirs the drink. No different in the Clemson days. When he is on running the rock, when he is on in the screen game, when he is on his misdirection game, that is when this offense, that is when Trevor Lawrence and his team as a whole looks their best. He is as good as advertised. You know I wanted us to draft him too. So I ain't even going to stand here and act like he, he was your Devin like Lloyd. that. Come on, 100%. That was my guy. <laughs> Like, my guy, my guy. I'm like, yo, what are y'all talking about? He's available. Go get him. So, with that being the case, though, the flip side is our inside linebackers. They're going to have their hands full. And the beauty is we have multiple body types, multiple personnel that can match certain things that he wants to do. When you want to run that thing inside the tackles, Landon Roberts, it's your time. When you're trying to play out there in space and get cute in the screen game, Quan Alexander, it's your time. When we're talking about just the down in and down out, just being a true RB, Cole Holcomb. This is your time. But this is one of those matchups that we have to be alert and matching his energy from the oh. beginning. We cannot warm up to it. We cannot allow him to get going and then say, oh, yeah, let's play catch up now. He's not that type of player. You want to go ahead and meet that right at the beginning and set a tone early. But that's what we're starting off with it because he is, to me, the most important piece of that offense, man, in terms of keeping it rolling and keeping it going. Because once he does that, 
it makes it where you can't just say, okay, let's just deal with these receivers. Right. Now you have everything on the table. That can't happen. But he is a big reason of why it keeps happening. He's got the most carries of any running back in the NFL mm-hmm. and still has over 200 yards receiving out of the backfield. Yeah. Weapon. They feature him. Weapon. They're not hiding who they're going to. Everybody knows he's going to get the ball. Some Lev Bell light in there. Yeah. No, seriously. Absolutely. Why do you think I like him so much? Come on, man. <laughs> Five-star Friday. <laughs> matchup number two. All right. So for the second matchup, man, we've got to talk about a former teammate of mine for like, you know, couple months before I came back over here to the beautiful state of Pennsylvania. But uh, Christian Kirk, the young, right, highly forget. touted receiver. Yeah, yeah, we had a little AZ time, baby. AZ Come on, connection. man. Shout out to Kirk, man. He's always in Arizona. Yeah, connection. yeah, man. Shout out to my dog right there, man. Young boy, nice, man. He done, he done developed to, to a nice, fine player right now, man. Him. Got the contract to show Come for Come on, bro. I, and look, I look at Christian Kirk, Trent Sherfield, and uh, Chase Edmonds. Those are my three young boys out in AZ. Love and I'm it. like, all three of them boys that went over there and done, got bags. Done well and done well. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. They were all rookies out there. But, you know, it's dope to see Christian Kirk, man, develop into what he is right now, man. A guy that can have great run after catch, um, really good hands in terms of the consistency there. He's really stepping up and having a productive season this year. Living up to the contract, to me, he gives me a lot of Deontay Johnson-type vibes in terms of the caliber receiver he is. Really good. I think Pro Bowl, hot season, all pro. But it's like they're in that class, all right? And with that being the case, we know our DBs are a work in progress. But the beautiful thing is we feel like we start to turn a corner in the second half of last week when we saw JPJ really emerge as a man-to-man type of guy. So for me, man, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, Christian Kirk, we know who you are. JPJ, you're telling us who you are. Go out here and show us versus him, man. You're going to get your opportunities. You played a lot last game and you're going to play even more this game. They're not about to start taking you off the field. You've been playing too well. And the alternative options have been leaving a little bit too much to be desired. So with that, JPJ, Christian Kirk, when you got that matchup, man, you got to make it look like you're the 32nd overall pick and we feel like you got, you know, snubbed in the draft. You need to make it look like that. Now, how do you make it look like that? Use them long arms, be physical at the point of attack or physical off the line, and that's going to disrupt them. That'll definitely irritate Kirk. And then at that, you got to tackle the catch, man. 100%. He's going to get separation, tackle the catch. Can't be like last week where we were missing a ton of tackles. Got to tackle the catch this week, man. But uh, Kirk... JPJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. And that's a uh, a savvy vet. Oh, yeah. Against the young, wet-behind-the-ears rookie. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to watch that one play dog on dog, Sunday after Dog on oh, dog. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. 100%. Five-star Friday. Matchup number three. All right. Now I guess I'll talk about Sunshine. Sunshine. Oh, he's from California. Sunshine. Look at the locks. Look at the hair just flows. Oh, my gosh. He's just so tall. Look at the jawline. Oh, my gosh. Gosh, it's Trevor Lawrence. Yes, sir. Thank you, Trevor. Look at the jawline. Yeah, look at the jawline. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, man, we know who he is. As good as advertised, one of the young premier quarterbacks in this league, vying to be a top five consistently uh, ranked quarterback. Coming off a hot playoff win last season, man, where, you know, his largest comeback win in postseason history, if I remember correctly, they were down, what, 28 points? And he lit it up, man. He is one of those dudes I've seen um, multiple times plays with great toughness great passion whether you're talking him and clemson or even him now in jacksonville shoot survive the urban meyer era so you can know 
has a lot of dog and a lot of toughness in him as well, man, because we know that was not the easiest of situations. In fact, I could argue it's one of the worst situations a top pick ever landed into I in would NFL agree. history. I would agree. <laughs> and he survived it, and we see him thriving this season, man. He's a leader, and he's one of those guys that can hurt you in multiple ways. Not just with his arms, but with his legs. He's the type of quarterback, when healthy, he will make you not play man coverage. Because if you play man coverage, he will take off on you and kill you. And that's what he did to the Saints. Now, the flip side is the matchup. Lawrence versus our pass rush. Not the pass rush in the sense of T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith just running around the edge and getting a whole bunch of sacks. Because initially, that's what you think is going to happen. But the problem is, if you play man coverage, you're never going to get that opportunity to get the sack. Because he will take off. So they contain specifically when we are playing our man coverages and our matchup zones, specifically in those moments, we have got to contain and have pass rush integrity. Because if you have three guys on one side of the ball and it's a solo edge rusher on the other side, that means the A and B gap over there are wide open. I can assure you Trevor Lawrence will be running for 30 yards. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. All right? We're not saying he's Josh Allen. We're not saying he's Cam Newton. But what I am saying is if you allow him to have a free lane to run, you will not touch him before 15 you yards. You saw what happened in that one uh, college okay. football playoff semifinal when okay. he, like, against Ohio State, okay. right? Like the 50-yard touchdown okay. run. Okay. Because they you, gave it to him. <laughs> okay. Oh, in Ohio State, I'm pretty sure they're fast on defense. Yeah. It okay. wasn't like some, like you said, it wasn't some Josh Allen right. or Lamar Jackson make right. a bunch of people miss. It was nah. just they gave him the lane and he took if it. If you give him a lane, he will go. He is not playing games with you. He understands that is a weapon, and that helps him not only as a passer, but it also helps his game as a rusher because he's like, yo, this is an easy 20 I can get up. I can move the ball up easily right here. But that's the thing that he does. So we have to just be buttoned up with our passers. I know we want to get sacks, and we will get sacks. We will. But we just have to understand when that coverage is in man. <laughs> Careful. Be careful. Lay integrity. Because if not, he's going to make it where we can't play certain coverage. And that is ultimately how he really gets off on teams. When you got to sit back then, all you can play a zone versus him? All right. Pick you apart. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Got to have integrity. Can't let him get past that first let level of the integrity. defense. You're a man. Everyone's running down the field with somebody, and Trevor Lawrence is running right behind him. Mm-hmm, yeah, I don't want to see any of that on Sunday. Five-star Friday matchup, numero cuatro. Oh, baby, this is an easy-peasy one. You know I was just talking about that pass rush. Well, hello, Cam Robinson and Anton Harrison. Have I introduced you to my pass rushing friends by the name of Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt? What? Oh, yeah, baby. I hate it had to be y'all, but unfortunately it has to be y'all. All right, I don't really care for these offensive linemen that much, man. I think Cam Robinson is a good player. He's been in this league for a while now. Anton Harrison liked his tape coming out of Oklahoma. That was a good big body tackle. Put me in the mind of uh, Dewan Jones to an extent. I thought a little bit more athletic, though, whereas Dewan obviously has more size. That's the starting right tackle for the Cleveland Browns, Rick out of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, but in either one of these matchups, man, I don't think they can handle TJ and Heisman. That's just the reality of it. Good players, athleticism, I like all that. We've dominated better. I don't see why this is any different. Mm-hmm. So less about Anton Harris and or excuse me, less about Anton Harris and less about Cam Robinson and more about we know what these dudes are. 
We know what TJ is. He's only visiting us. I think his work visa is like for a couple more years. Then he had to go back to his his planet, you know, past Russia killers. All right. When he go back there, he, you know, get the paperwork, come back and he come back to see us again. All right. Heisman. Heisman, he's from the little planet. He's like the, the little revolving planet around that big planet of pass rush killers. And it's like, I wish you would play with me. I'm kind of like that. <laughs> right. Both of them are issues for these type of tackles right here. So, yeah, man, I'm really excited to see that one. I had a feeling that might pop up here. Come on, bro. You know what time I'm on. Uh, you always got time for the pass rushers. Man, pass rushers need love, too. Particularly in a matchup like this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, give it to me now. Five-star Friday. All right, all right, all right. Well, we've been talking pass rush, and we've been really one-sided. I've been only focusing on the black and gold element of it. Call me bias, but I like us. But unfortunately, they happen to have a really good young pass rusher as well who has an excellent name. Love his name. Hey, Wes, that's he has a great name. Great name? That's a great name. I love great names. Strong name. No, name goes by the name of Josh Allen. All right? Y'all know I love me a Josh Allen. Uh, Joshua? You know, I, if your name is Josh as first name, your last name is Allen. As your last name, I'm a fan of you. Okay, I'm a fan of you. So, Josh Allen for the Jacksonville Jaguars has been on a tear. I think he's at what seven sacks? No, he is at uh, seven sacks. Seven sacks. Right? So he has seven sacks. Don't, don't double guess yourself. Okay, I, was you say, I thought I had my Second numbers guess right. Yourself. I don't know seven. where I double guess yourself. Yeah, right? I, I, say, I don't that? know what that means. But uh, he has seven sacks this season. He's a very, very productive player. Um, Highly talent or highly pedigree, highly respected, young, talented guy. The next wave of guys, right? He's in that class. To me, he is not TJ Watt. He's more Alex Highsmith, or I would say Highsmith ish, right? They're in that kind of family together. And uh, yeah, both our tackles are going to see that. Both our tackles are going to have to handle that. Yeah. We remember when we saw it in the preseason a year ago. Mm-hmm. We ain't like that. No, we did not. We did not like in that. In fact, I remember we did not like that. that was my first road trip with yep. the Steelers. Yep. And I remember on the like mm-hmm. just coming home and sitting there on the plane the whole time and thinking, how are they going to win any games with that yep. offensive line? Yep. So he was the main person. He was leader of that group. All right. Let's not have a repeat performance. Yes, let's not. Let's I not. hate reruns. Okay, Dan Moore. Okay, Chooks. Y'all both going to see him. Okay. He ain't discriminating. Y'all are both seeing. Please, please, do your thing. Do your job. I and, love it. and if we're talking for real, man, for both our tackles, right, Chooks and Dan, because I think of both of them very similarly. I think Chooks is just the, you know, two years ahead version of Dan Moore. I think they're both good players. I think that's why Chooks got paid what he got paid. He got good money, not great money. Good player, not elite. It's not wrong being a good player. Not every good player is a pro bowler. Not every good player is an all pro. Just a good player. You need good players to, right. to win games. I look at Dan Moore. I'm like, yo, you're a good player. I don't think you're a great player. I think you're a good player for right now. Now, could you develop? Sure, we'll see. But for right now, you show me that you're a good player. Good players in this league got to block Josh Allen, bro. If you're a good player, if you're a true starter in this league, you got to block this dude. Because, yes, Josh Allen is nice. I'm telling you right now, he is nice. And I'm going to sound crazy when I say he's nice, but he's not Max Crosby. He's not Nick Bosa. He's not Miles Garrett. So, his impact cannot be what their impact was. Is he nice? Wes, I'm telling you today, on Friday, October 27th at 1.17 p.m. East Standard Time, Josh Allen for Jacksonville Jaguars is nice. Okay. He is nice. Not the quarterback one for Buffalo. All right. Yeah. He is nice. So, 
you better have your antennas up, all right? But at the same time, he is not Miles Garrett. He is not TJ Watt. He's not Micah Parsons. He's not those guys. He cannot come out here and look like that. He has to look like Brian Burns from the Carolina Panthers. We played him a year ago. Think about Brian Burns, right? Young, talented, ultra-athletic, the next wave. Had numbers. He even had a sack in the game. Did he take over that game? Was he a game wrecker? Did he do any outside of the one sack he had? Were there any other times we're like, whoo, that Brian Burns is killing us? Nope. Josh Allen has to look the same. He might have a success because he's a good player. Like I said, he's nice. But he can't, you cannot have this dude looking like something that he's not. Not saying that he can't grow to that because I think he can, but he ain't there today. Make it look like it. I completely agree. I think that's a fitting way to close this thing down. One more time, Arthur Motes, for those who might have joined us later, just want to double-check their notes, the five matchups that will determine the outcome of Steelers-Jags on Sunday. Well, you know, we started out with Travis Etienne, the former first-round pick out of Clemson, versus our trio of inside linebackers Cole Holcomb, Landon Robbins, and Quan Alexander. Got to minimize his impact. Then after that, man, you know, we spent the black and talk Christian Kirk, former AZ partner them, versus... Joey Porter Jr., young talent versus not so young anymore, but still super talented. So that'd be good on good. Then after that, Trevor Lawrence versus this pass rush, specifically when we are in man coverage, the contain and the rush lanes to ultimately not allow him to take off and use his legs as a weapon. Then at the fourth spot, we got to talk about their uh, nameless great faces at tackle, Anton Harrison and Cam Robinson. Nameless great faces. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, they just get added to the hit parade for Alex Highsmith and T.J. Watt. Look for them to be featured next week on Renegade. All right? Then after that, man, we'll end it with my man Josh Allen. Unfortunately, not the quarterback. The pass rusher. And uh, his opportunity to go up against our doggy dogs at tackle. Dan Moore, Chooks, call for. Y'all both will get opportunity to see him. Hold up. Do your thing. I can't wait to watch y'all ball. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. Our buddy Brian Backo, he's got the good stuff. He'll join us on the other side. We are rocking and rolling. Final hour of the show this week. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's about that time. Our good friend of the show, our day one, Mr. Brian Backo, covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Joins us this time about every single Friday here on the program. What's up, cousin? How we doing? Doing well. On On the way home from practice, it was one with some stuff worth monitoring like every every once in a while for a friday practice i get there uh when it starts and i so you know there's for people who don't know the first like 15 20 minutes us media folks are allowed to have our uh phones out cameras up take some pictures of who's practicing and not and today was one of those days it it felt like i should have been there uh promptly Mm. 
So are you telling us that you were not there promptly, or is this just a nice <laughs> little... Okay, so, I mean, we have to ask... I was about to say, so you might as well go ahead and spill the beans. All right, well, what are, we, what are we looking at with Deontay Johnson here? Deontay Johnson is good to go. Also talked to him Woo! afterward in the locker room. He said he uh, they were just being cautious with him on Thursday, which, like, man, he should know by now in year, uh, what is it, year five for him. You ought to know you pop by up, now. If you pop up on the injury report Thursday with something that you'd already been dealing with and you missed four games, if it's precautionary, make sure you tell us in the media so we can tell the fans and the fantasy owners that they don't have to fret about it for 24 hours. Come on, Tay. No, we like way better suspense like that, Gotta man. Shout drama. out to Deontay as well, man. Had a chance to talk to him yesterday. Check out the interview on YouTube if you're there interested. You go. There you go. But yeah, man, yeah, I am definitely glad to hear that he was out there and was putting in that work. Okay, okay. But we got another dude that we got to ask you about, um, Mr. Larry Ogunjobi. What, what, what's the status? What's going on with him? Uh, Larry Ogunjobi's fine, I think, guys. At, at this point, uh, you know, he's, he's a pro at not practicing <laughs> and then playing. So he's really one of those not, gamers uh, that we always hear about, right? <laughs> Really not concerned uh, about Larry Ogunjobi. Um, basically, you know, you might see him on the injury report at times again this season, but I'll I'll let you know if it's concerning. Put it that way. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Well, okay, I'm just go down the list. Is that cool if I go down the list, or you want to go down the list? Because right. there's two other names. You're doing here. it so well. Keep it's it going. Two- All right. So let's talk a little Joey Porter Jr. Then I see he's a questionable guy. Yeah, I'm. I think Joey's probably fine. But I'm just, you know, let's lump him in with another guy who's probably on your your list there, Mr. Motes. Levi Wallace, I'm a mm-hmm. little less sure about what's going on at, at corner. I mean, I ultimately think both those guys are going to play because it's not like they missed two days of practice to start the week. You know, okay. Levi missed Wednesday, and then he was back in, in limited fashion yesterday, I think, officially. And, and Joey was limited yesterday, but sometimes that's just – a guy getting dinged up, and, and maybe they are being safe with it and reporting it. So I think they're good to go, but then the question has to become, are they 100%? And the, the cornerback unit, obviously, right now on this team is is concerning beyond health questions, right? Like, just how are they going to use people? Yeah, how are they yeah. going to play? How are they the division uh, of labor? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what this week reminded me of a little bit was that Tampa Bay game last Ooh. year when, like, everybody was hurt in this the secondary. And they still found a way to win. So maybe we're uh, maybe we're much ado about nothing if we fret about these guys. All right, all right. And then the last one I'm going to ask about, and then I'm going to pass it back to Wes so I don't get in trouble today. But uh, Killer Cam, Cam Hayward, man, made yeah. his uh, return to the green grass. Will we see how we feeling? Yeah, shout out to Cam for NFLPA Week Eight community. Yes, big good guy, big good guy. Deserved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably probably overdue too at this point for Cam with mm-hmm. his uh, kindness week. But um, yeah, Cam was was kind this week around uh, around Pittsburgh. I I don't think he's going to have a chance to be nasty to the Jaguars. I think he's probably going to be on IR through at least this game and. Maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe Wednesday will, will give us a better uh, indication of, or I guess, no, I guess it would be Monday. I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why yeah. it being a Thursday um, game next week kind of throws an extra monkey wrench in. Yeah. 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 I yeah, totally I mean, forgot I heard, that. Uh, yeah. I, I heard our friend and uh, Miss Missy Matthews on this very station 
this morning. Man, listen to P1 Batgo. I mean, I tell you what. A man of the people. He's a man of the yeah, people. Yeah, that, that uh, 30 to 38 demo or whatever, is. you guys are crushing it with me. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I heard Missy uh, make the good point that, yeah, with the short week, that might be a tough one, too. So, perhaps the target date for Cam Hayward's return is November 11th. It's funny, when he got asked about against the Packers, when he got asked about that yesterday after practice, he said something like, uh, that's you know that's above my pay grade. I wanted to pipe up from the back and be like, uh, Cam, unless T.J. Watt is making the call, uh, yeah, it ain't, it ain't above your pay grade, my man. But well, yeah, hey. I was about to say, who 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 got more than you, Cam? Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. We talking now or, or overall? Either way, that's fantastic. <laughs> Shout yeah, out to Cam. Maybe, maybe Mr. Rudy, maybe Mr. Rudy is making the call. That's right. probably the only other way, but. Brian Backo with us here. He, of course, covers the Steelers for the Post-Gazette. Now, Mr. Backo, some waves were made yesterday when we all know George Pickens, all right? He doesn't shy away from how he feels and his confidence and uh, is a guy who quite often speaks his mind. Well, when you were speaking to Mr. GP yesterday, he referred to the Jaguars' defense as a hope defense when it comes to stopping the pass. Like the Hope Diamond. (laughs) He's not necessarily wrong. I mean, there's 32 teams in the NFL, and their pass defense ranks 31st in terms of yards allowed out of 32 teams, so next to bottom in the league. Does this feel like, you know, I was having this conversation with Motsi a little bit earlier. There's a weird balance of, okay, maybe this is the, the time we see Kenny Pickett have the big game and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson score touchdowns and put up some numbers But on the other hand, right, we know that the Steelers are at their best when they're playing it close and not making mistakes on offense. This is a very opportune Jaguars defense and secondary when it comes to turnovers, despite surrendering a lot of yards. So what's your opinion on how you you go about balancing that? Are you it's like a it's like a Y in the road, right? It's like a fork in the road. And one side is you really call it a Y in the road, a fork in the road, a Y in the road. road? I don't know. I was just doing the symbol with my hands. It's a fork in the road. Okay, I'm sorry. What is what? There's an weird. X in the road. There's a W. As Yogi Berra said, "If you come to a fork in the road, take it." Yes, take the fork, man. Take the fork. No, no, why in the road? For dinner. This is the longest question I've ever asked in the history of this show. Uh, one side says you have your formula on offense, and that's to play it conservative and 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 win your your game late. Uh, don't turn the ball over, all those things. The other side is, man, this Jags defense really does, you know, just live on hope at some times and surrenders a lot of yards. How would you go about striking that balance this week? Yeah, the, the, the comment from George Pickens has every Jaguars fan in my Twitter mention, oh, no. uh, those in Jacksonville and those over in, uh, in the U.K. So they all took some offense to, to him categorizing their defense that way. I tend to think that, George kind of knew what he was doing. He gave a little wry smile at the end of that answer. And somewhat, to be fair to him, you know, his buddy from Georgia, Trayvon Walker, their DN, said he doesn't think George is going to catch a pass against their secondary. And there's just been some banter back and forth. So it was a little bit of a subtle jab by him. But I'll say this much. The Jags heads, in my replies, kind of make some good points that they've got the fourth best run defense. So, Passing numbers against them are maybe a bit inflated because teams aren't able to gain anything on the ground. They aren't able to establish the run, and they don't seem all that concerned by the passing stats against, considering, as you just mentioned there, West, they lead the league 
in takeaways. So, I mean, if anybody can appreciate the bend but don't break and then maybe uh, maybe don't you Don't you lump us in with them. Don't you do that. Don't you lump us in with them. Don't you do that. No, don't you put us in that. Mm -mm. We ain't in their boat. We in our own boat. Mm -hmm. Seats taken. So, I mean, that was was an interesting remark from Pickens. I still, you know. Uh, the stuff that he's doing, you know, what he says off the field, like in a setting like that, you know, he doesn't talk to the media that much, but obviously he's given us our money's worth when he does. Um, and the stuff that he's doing between the lines, maybe towing the line of passionate and reckless, for all of that, whatever you want to say about Pickens, I'm still taking that guy in pretty much every matchup one-on-one oh, yeah. in the NFL. So maybe it's just supreme confidence on his part. I know that, like, the PFF grades and stuff are good for the Jaguars' corners, but if he gets on Darius Williams, who's 5'9", you know, older guy in the league, like, I think I'm throwing it up if I'm Kenny Pickett, you know what I mean? And, and it could be Tyson Campbell uh, covering him at times, too. They know each other from Athens. That's another bulldog. I, I'm, I'm taking my chances to answer your question, Wes. I'm not going to turtle and – and, uh, you know, and worry too much about turning the ball over, even though that's the Steelers' script. We know that. I'm writing about that for Sunday in the Post-Gazette. Pick up your paper. They win these close games because they don't shoot themselves in the foot. But you still need to attack and, and I think, put the hammer down a little bit, lest you could end up on the wrong end of a not-so-close game like we saw in Week 1 and Week 4. Did you say that Jaguars UK was in your mentions? Well, hold on, we can't just gloss over that. That's is, the, they got it. That's is, the team. Are you talking like all of the that, United Kingdom, the, or is that a specific no, account? Yeah, that's their team. The the UK because they yeah. play over there. Like yeah, two games. yeah. Oh, that makes sense. No, like, that's like right. their team team. Seriously, yeah, bro. They like rock with them I've over got there, man. Calling me a uh, you know a, a bloody whatever. And yeah, it's a bull. Like a, All right, yeah. hold on, it's hold like on, man. Wrexham, England. Yeah. Let yeah. me speak. Let me speak to our friends across the pond real quick, then. All right, if you're listening right now. Brian Backo ain't saying that. He ain't calling you a hope defense. He's just reporting what one of the players said, all right? He said, just calm down. It's just a bit of banter. There it is. Thank you, Wes. That is well done. There it is. There it is. Well, the only thing that I have for you, man, we know the trade deadline is quickly approaching. Oh, jeez. Any thoughts? What you hearing? Any action? Anybody on your radar? Or you think we good as it? I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think it's a tricky situation because you're certainly good as is with NFL caliber starters at every spot. Do I think there are some areas where this team could probably upgrade, such as corner or safety? Maybe. Um, but to, so I think to try to strike the right balance of, you know, not completely benching a guy and not, you know, blowing your future draft capital, the best thing you can probably do is try to, like, flip a player that you want to improve upon and a later pick to try to get better, like the Eagles just did with uh, our old pal Terrell Edmonds. But those are those are not easy deals to pull off. And you know, I'm never going to count out Omar Khan. Uh, he likes to wheel and the deal. The Khan, so man. Never know, what he has, never know what he has up his sleeve. But uh, I'd, I'd be shocked if the Steelers trade for – not shocked. I'd be surprised if the Steelers make any major moves for big names on the market. All right, Mr. Backo, well, you know what time it is. Before we let you go, Steelers-Jaguars Sunday, 1 o'clock at Akershire Stadium. How does it play out, in your opinion? Well, I've uh, picked against the Steelers two weeks in a row here. Here he goes. And, here he uh, goes. <laughs> and, as pointed, and as Wes pointed out, on, or maybe it was, maybe it was both, one of you pointed out last week that I'm, I'm on a 
three-game losing streak He's on a right heater. now because I also had him beaten at Texans. So, fade me if you want, and Steeler Nation, I might be doing you a favor because I'm taking the London Jags 23-20. Ooh, the London Jags in it. Mr. Backo on the board with the Jaguars. He doesn't do cap. He hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade. Make sure you're checking out all his work in the PG. Our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Backo. Thanks for your time on a Friday, cousin. We'll see you at the game. My pleasure, boys. Have a good weekend. There it is. There's our guy, Shaler's Finest. Brian Backo. Final break to get to on the other side. You know what time it is. Last chance to get those prediction tweets in. We'll sing the Here We Go song. Here we go. We'll read your predictions. We'll give ours as we wrap out this show. Close down this week. It's all on the board in the final segment. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It is time. It's the moment you've all been waiting for our most energetic segment of the week, which is always saying a lot when you are in the electric factory. Your predictions are predictions just to come here shortly in a moment. But first, it's time to sing the Here We Go song. 2023 season, episode seven, Jacksonville Jaguars. Maestro, can I get a beat? <coughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Pittsburgh's going to the Super Bowl. Here we go. Back at home and feeling good. We feeling good. Here comes Florida up to our hood. Uh-oh. Yeah, Trevor thinks he's sunshine. TJ's going to knock him down all the time. Here we go. Knocking him down all the time. And not just all the time, but on that behind. And trust me, you don't want to behind while you in Pittsburgh because it's going to get real, real ugly. But one time for the coaches, two time for you, Wesley Euler. Make sure you do what it do, baby. Ooh, 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 ooh. Verse two. Here it is. Boom. Time for the offense to restore their roar. Here we go. In the first half, we gonna score. Touchdown. Through the air and on the ground. Gonna knock that Jags defense around. Here we go. You know we gonna bust that defense up, man. This is what we do on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and especially on a Sunday. It's gonna be Pittsburgh weather out there, and you know them boys from Jayville ain't trying to deal with that. But it's time for that final verse. Number three for the victory. Here we go. Listen, folks, I don't want to brag. You got to talk a little bit, though. But the Jags are about to get dragged. They are Jags. Another AFC win on the way, I guarantee, as the Steelers get another victory. You never going to get another victory. This is what we do. We got to keep stacking them dubs. And besides, they got four wins in a row. It's time to take the L for show. And what does a Jaguar sound like when it's getting beat on by Steely McBean? Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. What happened to that, that Jaguar at the end of it? I don't know. <laughs> it sounded a little Don't aggressive. ask questions you don't want the answers to. 
<laughs> Some questions got bad answers, man. All right. That's why I don't ask them. The less you know sometimes is, <laughs> is the more you know. It's got quiet. To the tweets we go before we give our predictions. James leading us off today. Steelers 24 to 20. Minka game ceiling interception. That would be fantastic. We waiting for some of that Minka magic. Call me Darren tweets it. Call me Darren? That sounds new to me. Welcome to the party, pal. Hello. 24-20 Stellars. Two touchdowns from uh, George Pickens and a game-changing interception from Minka Fitzpatrick. Ooh, mm, two mm, for mm. two. Come on. Minka, the popular one today. DJ the Sparky tweets Shout us. Shout out to DJ the Sparky. 24-17. Don't you love it? The Steelers beat them darn soft-spotted kittens. Let's go. Steelhead tweets. What's up, cousins? Steelers score over 30 for the first time this year and win 33-17 in Najee, I trust. Let's go. Wizard of Oz. Uh, Jags 24, Steelers 20. Ah, it happens, it happens. He said, for some reason, I'm just never confident when the Steelers play Jacksonville, especially in Pittsburgh. I don't want bad mojo. I, or Sorry, I feel bad mojo, even more so if Deontay doesn't play. I hope I'm wrong. Well, Deontay playing, so good step in He's the right direction. Playing. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville all time uh, is fourteen and thirteen against against the Steelers. So the hmm. Steelers are thirteen and fourteen against Jacksonville. If they win on Sunday, the series would be 14. even. All, all right, time. we're trying, trying to even it up, man. Jason tweets Steelers twenty three, Jags seventeen, and I'm going to keep predicting that Minka uh, gets a pick until it finally happens. I dig it. I think some other people are on that train as well too. We're getting the Mojo Nation going. The what? I like when you make it up. Let's turn go. into Craig Wolfley there for Heck a second. Yeah, but it's all good. I'll out. I'm with you. Wallace tweets: The Steelers have done a good job neutralizing the uh, opposition's best offensive player. I think they contain Etienne, and our offense is mostly awake. Steelers win 23-17. Mm, I like it. I like. It. Okay, okay, okay. Me tweets us. Who? Hey now. I like that the Steelers' offense is slowly getting on the right track. However, Jacksonville seems to give us a tough time. I love the tough win in L.A., but I'm not sure if relying on T.J. to carry us on his back every single week can work. Jacksonville 30, Steelers 10. Me. That kind of sucks. Although, to be fair, I think me is picked against the Steelers the last two weeks, so me might be on to something. Here. I hope me is right because I don't like that me. That hurt my feelings, me. The real Teddy says, what's good, oh, cousins? Oh, we going downhill, man. My heart oh, is telling Lord, me to go Steelers. Oh, Lord, but we are undefeated when I pick against them. So still, until something changes, Jag 17, Steelers 13. I appreciate what you're doing there, cousin. Some might not. I do. I suppose. D. Hev, the Photoshop extraordinaire, Steelers 28, Jag 17. Three TD passes for Kenny. Let's go. Steeler Cop says, stop the run, hold the Jags to 20 or less, and win 24 to 20. Hmm. Here we go. Bill says, uh, 27-17, good guys. We'll finally get going early, survive a Jags second half push. Deontay Johnson gets his touchdown. Uh, so does Jalen Warren. Hope you read this on the air. Well, there you go, Bill. There it is. There it is. Shout out to you, Bill. We got you. We got you. <laughs> Jarrett tweets and says the defense steps up. TJ gets two sacks. The team gets seven sacks. Good guys win 21 to now 13. You're speaking my language. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Steeler Man tweets and says, hey, guys, just chiming in with no prediction because the two times I have made predictions this year, we've gotten blown out. So from now on, I will just continue to listen and say have a great weekend, and here we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lord Jesse Hall tweets Whoa, us. Whoa, what? Shout out to oh, Lord Jesse Hall. Is this Hall. the UK that there's a – Maybe. Oh, it is, my lord. Geez. It was just banter, my lord. That caught me all the way off. Welcome yeah. to the party, pal. Steelers 20-14. to 14. Thank you, my lord. 
And he tweets and says, despite a whole lot of sunshine and clouds, uh, despite a whole lot of sunshine, clouds, plague. This was such a good play on words by Annie, and I totally butchered it. <laughs> despite a whole lot of sunshine. Get it? That's a Trevor Lawrence joke. Clouds plague the Jaguars as the Steelers squeak by them 17-13 in a hard-fought defensive battle. Mm-mm-mm. Annie, that was a good one. You were very loquacious. I was not. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes Wes ain't pick what you put down, but we got it in. Abraham tweets us, Ranger Abraham. Haven't heard from him in a few weeks. What mm-hmm. up? I'm predicting a 24-10 Steelers win. TJ Watt, two sacks. Also, Tuesday is my birthday. So, for my birthday, I want the Steelers to win and the rest of the AFC North to lose. It's mm. a noble wish there, cousin. I like it. I like it. The marvelous Donald J. Schroot. Shout out to Donald. Tweets us. It's like a account that parodies Donald Trump and Dwight Schrute, I think, or a combination of both. I don't know, but the marvelous Donald J. Schrute says, prediction Sunday sadness because the Jagoffs win 27 to 20. no. He also attached an exorcist gift for you from there our conversation go. from shout earlier out, in the shout week. Shout out to the exes, man. It's a classic. Big Ron tweets. Hey, what up, Big Ron? Steelers 13, Jagoffs 10. It's funny how sometimes we get these on back-to-back tweets. Steelers win a close, ugly game. Ain't no such thing as a ugly win, cousin. Rod Dallas says Steelers win 27 to 12. Here we go. Our buddy Tyler up in Wisconsin. Canson. Uh 28 to 21. Good guys. Two rushing touchdowns. Pickens catches a touchdown. We score a defensive touchdown. The little towels shut them down. It is. We seal the win with an interception. Who ride? I'm surprised more people aren't honked off about that little Taos thing. Although, you know what? It's because it's not like Baltimore, Cleveland, or Cincinnati saying something about it. No. Although, the Titans were kind of the first ones no. to ever do it. If y'all listen to that interview and that's what y'all got out it of there, that bad. you're reaching. It Go. wasn't like TJ Husmanzada no. cleaning his cleats if, with if, the terrible towel. No. If you took any offense to what Trevor Lawrence said in response to that, man, you go pull a muscle with all that region, bro. Let's be real, man. You heard the pull question. Stop it, region. man. Todd tweets. The final score will be good guys 24, Jag 17. The towel is poised to strike Trevor. We got the Jag offs in the back-to-back tweets. We got the towel tweets back-to-back. You can't make this stuff up. I'm like, bro, when I see the X, I'm like, that's what y'all trying to make this out of? take the terrible towel seriously. stop it, bro. Stop it. It's funny because Cuban Dan tweets 26, Steelers, Jag offs 17, Steelers versus the world, go little yellow towels. Katie says, catching the live show today because I put in my two weeks today, so here's the new beginnings. Ooh, Katie, look at you. You got that dog in you, Katie. Shout out to the new beginnings, too. New beginnings for the Steelers in the offense. They'll be more productive for more than the fourth quarter. Steelers win 28-17. to Deontay Johnson touchdown. There it is. Speaking it into existence, Katie. There it is. I love it. Sal tweets a Steelers 20, Jags 17. We can do it. You can do it. All right. Do you do it all night long? Last refresh here, because we got about 50 seconds till we get booted. Uh-oh, uh-oh, here we go. May says, here I'll keep it go. simple. Steelers win at home, 24-17 Shout out defense. to May one time for the culture. Dominates again. Motsi, what you got Sunday? Stillers, well, Jags. Uh, beautiful atmosphere, beautiful game. Ultimately ugly, and I need it to be that way so the Steelers could dub. 24-23, last second field goal, 50-plus. Give me buys on the walk-off Bro, open end zone. I swear, that's the se- 24-23 Steelers was the same prediction. I. Yep. So, it's funny. This happens a couple times a year. Honest to God. No showmanship here. Mm-mm. That was the same thing I had. Yep. All right, I can't do it. I'll go 21-20 Steelers. 
There it is. There it is. That'll be a show. Thanks to everybody for your involvement. You know, as always, we appreciate the HE Double Hockey Sticks out of Yins. Shout out to our buddy Brian Backo for being kind enough to join us every single Friday as well. And finally, a big thank you, big ups to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. Who me? Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Let's go get a W. Take care now. Bye-bye then. You've been listening to the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio! You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen. A fabulous new fence. The possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.